0: but welcome back to the Mickey d's podcast yes. episode 30 three zero that's that's my favorite number yeah why it yeah. Um, it's my basketball number I was a, a kid you know yeah. um and then we do have a special guest oh special as they come that's an all understatement. the way all the way Who did you get <laughs> He's like across weird, the weird, across weird, yeah. the pond is that the correct
1: term? Yeah, that, across the pond. He, he hop, pond. he hopped the pond. Mm-hmm.
0: What's the corny terms that with the, uh, yeah, that was that's the just one that's the, the one. Pond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh DJ
1: Mojax. Yes, sir. No wait, wait, do you still go by DJ Mojax? No, just, just Mojax. Mojax. Okay. okay. Straight up. Mojax. the we cleared we cleared it up that DJ that business at
2: the start it's not you anymore. That's limiting your brand. Yeah. DJ
1: City's like, "We'll pay you to not DJ anymore, just focus on DJ City."
2: Yeah. That kind of is how it is, but
0: hell yeah, we'll get on to that later. I think. Yeah. Man, hell well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, we, uh, you were in town for a uh, big convention.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, kind of your bread and butter, I would say, and uh, you have a, a lot of inside scoop for us. And, yeah. You know, we definitely had to have you on because we Excited. would have done a really shitty job of explaining yeah. all the cool things that were happening at the Nam Show. Um, and so, yeah, man, thanks for, thanks for coming by. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fellas, how are we doing?
1: We're great. We're great. I'm still breathing, man. I can't weekend? complain. Yeah. Well, how was your weekend?
3: <laughs> man, my weekend was eventful. <laughs> I'm sorry let's, to say.
1: Let's
3: talk about it. Um, yeah, let's start it off. Uh, I spent the weekend in uh, New York with the hits only team. A little retreat. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was dope. Great shot. Uh, got back Friday. Landed that Friday. Country. Huh? Cross country. Yeah, yeah, you know, I had to go see the fam real quick. Um, Landed Friday night and then did Friday night from the airport. Went home, went to the crib, dropped the bags off, went straight to my gig at, um, where the fuck was it? Derrier. Derrier. Correct. Derrier. Derrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. real quick, I had to ask what the correct, uh, um, the correct way to say it. And I asked someone and I was like, is it really Derrier? And they were like, yeah, it is. And I was like, Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah I that was Friday night? It was Friday night. Correct. That um, was Supreme Team. That was Supreme Team. Okay. Uh shout out DJ Bad, all those yeah. guys. Um, so that night, Saturday, uh did tri- Tribe with Night Train.
1: Tight.
3: Afternoon. Um we're, we're
0: over with Night Train after yeah, two episodes. Man. Um <laughs> cancelled.
3: Yeah. I'm gonna edit this out. So uh yeah, <laughs> Tribe Tribe with Night Train early afternoon, um, uh, mid afternoon. I had a private event, and then uh Saturday night, opened up for Mickey Avenue. Yeah. And then Sunday, I was doing Sunset Shore Bar with Night Train again. Man. Uh, so,
0: um, I had a full weekend. Start charging that dude for all
3: these man, shout Man, listen.
1: Ups. Yeah, man. Tell him to get off your dick. You Jesus. Hey, <laughs> <like>, listen. Night <laughs> Train, I appreciate
0: you, brother. We appreciate hey, you. We
3: appreciate Night you. Thanks, I appreciate Thanks, Omar. You. All, yeah. all, the, all the work you send in my way, man, keep sending it. Um, right. But, yeah, like I said, my weekend was good, man. Eventful. All the gigs went well. Uh, we had a good time.
1: All right. Uh, I was in Miami. I was in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Um, big week. Yeah, you know, it, it hit me when I was out there. It's like, we we go to a lot. Well, I go to a, a lot of big cities and, and I get a vibe of what's going on and I know who's who and what's what, but I haven't been to Miami since 2016 and it was really eye-opening. Um, first and foremost, shout out to DJ Kaz, our uh, DJ City rep out there.
0: That's how we secure bookings on this podcast. Yeah, Just shout out. To
1: shout out to DJ Kaz <laughs> because, and, and Chisel. Chisel. Um, he, he let me crash at his crib in Fort Lauderdale. Um, He's the one that left you a, a drink. Chisel, and a, Chisel left me a, a quest bar and a, a body armor. Drink. I was going to
0: check him for, you know, treating my par- my significant partner uh, <laughs> so well, but you know, I'll leave that. He out. took
1: care of me. Now he, he left me set up really nice. He got a really nice uh, crib, but Yeah. Big ups to those guy, but Kaz, man, he um he showed me around. He took he like I can't think of anybody better t- or anybody else that can break it down like him. He broke the city down extremely well. Tell me who's who, what's what, you know, Miami. And excuse me if I sound ignorant, but Miami is more than just Eleven Live and uh Story. Well, more
0: than South Beach. Yeah,
1: South Beach. yeah, Wynwood, which is where I spent at Wood Tavern with Kaz, and Kaz is like, man, don't worry about playing that commercial stuff. Just do what you love to do. They love freestyle out here, the Latin stuff. Um, they love the a 90s house. Like, you can really get into, you know, 2000s, 90s hip-hop. Just do what you want. It's a patio. People smoke weed and they drink. And it's like, there's a, I forgot Shit. to take a picture of it. There's a big sign lit up that says, no request. My man, Kaz, he's so cold. Some guy comes up requesting a song. And Kaz doesn't say a word. He just, like, does, like, shakes his finger no and points at the sign <laughs> And then the guy's like, "Oh shit, my bad, bro, my bad, respect." And Kaz just kept it going. He was like, "Man, fuck that we shit, man." They, 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 they act like they don't see that sign. <laughs> so Kaz is a gangster, but um, so yeah, I had a great time preparing for that set because I can't remember the last time I had a freestyle set or had freestyle in my set like like that, um, or was given the freedom to do that, not right. just like tease it. But um, so so I did that, and um, man, they they got. They have to be one of the most, and again, I might be ignorant, but they have to. Miami and that whole scene has to be one of the most underrated uh, scene for um, playing, being able to play diverse music. And and what I what I mean by that is, I guess the a lot. I don't think those, they don't. I don't think they get the credit they deserve because they have so many different cultures along with the um, tourists that come in. And they have to cover a lot of different music if they so choose to. Obviously, the booty bass stuff is in their blood. It's like paint, playing Mustard in L.A., so they can play that whenever they want. But I was really um, intrigued and fascinated with what I saw, what I experienced. And, again, Kaz had me bouncing around and um, seeing a lot of different things. Um, obviously, the South Beach scene is way different than the Wynwood scene. Um, Wynwood scene, you got, like, there's a spot called Wharf. Ill fucking ill as fuck and it's just like a really um, spread out venue and you got cornhole and you got the the grass turf um it's just a really really dope scene and they got an even bigger one in fort lauderdale and that shit was filled to the rim and you know who performed you know who had a guest performance there who antonio brown so antonio brown performed his number one hit um i got a whole lot of money is that what it's called his only hit (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> <You mean no? laughs> Antonio Brown was just chilling All of a sudden Kaz and I are talking We just hear I got a whole lot of money <laughs> I got a whole right, Performance time So he um, Apparently he's just running around Florida Just spending money And fucking just buying bottles he, I, I guess he's, he's always at naked. DARE um, He spends a lot of money at DARE But um, So yeah I uh, appreciate Kaz And and then I did um Kaz and DJ Zayas, um, Mia Radio podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's
0: dope. Shout out to them, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. They it's it's mostly um, they they stay focused on Miami and then they bring guys in and they have the guys give their perspective on Miami or what they think or what they know. But they, um, I I, was, I think it's my first podcast I've ever done. So I, you know, for those that want to hear a shorter, because uh, talking about the LMFAO days and and Red from all that can go on for hours and it, there can be hundreds of questions because of his history but I gave the shortest version I can't I could on that podcast of my connection with them and my story so if you're interested in that go check out MIA Radio How um, how the Mickey
0: D show kind of came about
1: yeah, yeah, I broke that's right. Yeah, I broke down the Mickey D's the, the Mickey evolution. The D's show. Yeah, yeah, Zaya called Mickey it the War Mickey War show. show and I was like
0: and <laughs> Even I, I cringe and that's me, you know? I was so like,
1: no. Mickey's listening and text me like, "Damn, that was kind of cringe-worthy." And I said, "You know what? And I didn't want to clap like snap back and I'm like, "Mickey D's. It's Mickey D's, not Mickey War. Get your shit together." Yeah, no, but um <laughs> but those guys are great. Um uh, I appreciate the the hospitality. And um Oh, and then I, I went to Dare, and and I and I'm bringing this up because um, Jason Weiss uh, was there, who also in the charge of the Double Down agency out in Philly, and um, he opened and closed for Hollywood DJ Hollywood out in Dare, South Florida, and um and and the first thing he said to me, well, he mentioned the podcast and and showed us a lot of love and respect, and I'm thinking, and for whatever reason, I'm thinking. Uh, you know, this guy's an OG. He's been doing it much longer than than me. And and I think there are all, you know, there's clearly a lot of guys that have been doing it longer than us. Mm-hmm. And it made me think like this is really dope that there's an that there are OGs out there that listen to our podcast cuz I don't know what you two think, but I I kind of have the chalked up in my head that the OGs like for to some degree see us a little below them or just just not at their whatever level. So I don't know if they listen to our podcast, like not counting you Mojack. I don't know if they listen to our, our podcast <laughs> like that, but I've always seen our podcast for the uninformed and just the new, the uh, you know, the newer DJs. So they have some education on, um, moving forward with their craft and what they're doing. So this guy, along with, um, what's his name? Uh, audio one. I was talking to audio one today and another a guy has been doing it for like 30 years. And, and he's, uh, he listens to us with a pen and pad, which is really, really dope to hear.
2: I'm, so, I'm going to jump in. I, I think your assumption is fundamentally wrong because those who've been in the game that long are in the game because they love DJing. They love DJ yeah. culture. Those are the people who are going to listen to a podcast about DJ life. Yeah, I think that's that's something that's really become apparent to me as I've got older and got to know people in the DJ community. Like, yeah, the more. The more the longer you DJ for them, the more it demonstrates how much you love it. And yeah, you're gonna consume content like this podcast. You're gonna be all about it because it's
1: it's fascinating to you. I hope they do, you know. And um, so yeah, shout out to those guys. But um yeah, Dare in Fort Lauderdale is amazing. Shout out to Zach Seedman, um, just a real A one guy in this business. And hopefully we'll be doing business with him sooner or later. Hey. We're all in. Well, yeah, we're with it. Um, And I think that wraps up my Miami breakdown. But I really want to show love to those guys because I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that trip and hanging out with all those DJs and connecting with them.
0: Yeah, it was dope to kind of follow your, what, everywhere you're bouncing around, you were covering a lot of ground out there. And, you know, we followed, of course, through the stories. And then uh, listening to the podcast, you know, Mm -hmm. beyond our rotation that we have. Uh, podcasts, sometimes it's hard to get into it, but you know, listening to their pod, definitely go check them out. I think it's MIA Radio. Right? MIA it's, Radio, uh, yep. So go check that out. It was a great, great episode. I'm sure uh, the rest of their episodes are great as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll cover my stuff real quick to link us back up to Mojax. Sorry for, uh, you know, you gotta listen to all our, our nonsense mm-hmm. here. But uh, this last weekend uh, just had, yeah, how was that? Avenue on Saturday night uh, shout out to Rel, who, like, you know, the man knows just how to set things up and get a room kind of ready um, <laughs> for, yeah, give him give his yeah. flowers. Hey, man, I try. Uh, <laughs> we actually spent a lot of time. The, the week before, we were in San Diego as well. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we, uh, when I was at Sidebar. and uh, That was fun. Yeah, it was a wild, fun night. Um, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess just to summarize everything, like, I've really started to feel – um, you know, I took this like hiatus from DJing for like a couple years and I always kind of felt really comfortable. And then when I took that break, it was like trying to get back on the bike just felt weird with music and crates and moving around fast enough. And I think I can finally confidently say like I feel like I'm back on the bike and I'm feeling really comfortable, you know, busting out some tricks and hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> But uh, you know, with the combination of just getting accustomed to, to the LA culture and bottle service and everything else, like being on a mic and um, just like I don't know, flying through records, it's fun now. It's fun again, and um, I had a great time at Avenue. Um, you know, my
1: buddy Hector was there from high school. Was it? Yeah. yeah, he said you killed it. He he tagged you. He's like, Yo, I'm at Avenue. Mickey's killing it. He had oh the sure. And all.
0: Yeah. I got I got I got to check those tags. Yeah. Uh, might have missed it. Yeah, I even like uh, shout out to Dirty Draws, who's uh, been working. Yeah, social has been working with Avenue. Mm, he, came he, now, he, right? um, he came. He came over early. Thursday, he was on. there on Saturday as well. Yep. And um, you know, an unwanted like just a I don't know, not requested. I should say, uh, text you just sent it. I was like, dude, like he's like you're smoking it. It's like great job, and I'm just like that. Obviously, your peers being able yeah. to tell you something it means the most. So, um, had a great time. I uh, want to go catch up with the the fellas at Shore. Uh, was it Shore Bar? Shore Bar, that's Shore Santa Bar, Santa Monica. That spot's really dope, man. It's low key. I love that right spot right next to the beach. I love that but spot. The spot that's is H-wood? super cool. Yeah, it's wood yep. yeah. property. Yeah, so they're killing it. Really sexy spot, and um, and then other than that, I did make my way over to Nam. Uh, the Nam show on Thursday uh, was the first time I was there. Um, caught up with the whole DJ City Beat Source crew. And caught a couple of the performances. Uh, shout to Trentino, who, like, murdered it at the Pioneer booth.
3: He's probably um, one of the best dudes on CDJs
0: oh my God. I've
3: ever seen. I mean, he could play on whatever. I mean, he could play everything, sure. but the way he
0: can do on CDJs, I'm just like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, his performance was nuts. Um, shout out to Pioneer DJs. Uh, they had this whole setup that, uh, from what I'm hearing, it was, like, somewhere north of, like, a quarter million dollars in just the build-out. Like, not including the real estate. It was pretty ridiculous. Jesus. All the LED screens across the place and obviously all the setups going on at the same time. Um, it was it was really cool. Uh, shout out to Tokyo. I think they were actually the reason why we, some of us even got in. Uh, my badge set at least. Uh, and uh, Big Once, Kid cut Up. Um, yeah. You know, those guys. And, uh, man, I will say this. There was a ton of DJs of all experience levels who did come out to me and and show love for the pod. So respect to them, mad love to them. Um, That really is, uh, you know, similar to your sets, knowing that they're willing to tolerate our nonsense and our, our uh, relationship and our conversations is like, that's the biggest compliment of all. So they're willing to listen to us. Great. And then uh, of course there were some dope things introduced and features but as as we said, there's no way I'm going to cover that the way
1: our man Mo, Mo Jack. Mo, you can just, we're going to take off. You can just sit there on the mic and yeah, just, yeah, just, just take it
2: from here. We're going to be, we'll be back. We're going to go get something to eat. Yeah, I haven't done my wrap-up video yet. So oh, okay. Know, all right. So this is exclusive in, content. Like oh, skills, wrap-up. Well, yeah, let yeah, us, yeah, let's yeah, bring yeah. It. I'll, I'll do it in verse. Let's okay. Rock. All right.
0: Um, <laughs> how did you feel about <laughs> NAM? Were you at Nam? Were you at
2: Nam every day? This every week? day. Okay. Every day. That's what they paid him to be out here The thing is, I, I, hate trade shows for what they are because basically they are trade shows they are there so that retailers can go and meet the manufacturers see what's up for the new year what's coming out what do i need to order and all that that's basically what it's all about but nam it was my first time going to nam never been before and i was there basically just to connect with people people i've never met in person people i have only ever spoken to on email how many people asked to take a picture with you it was a lot. <laughs> like, it was a lot. Like that's that's the only place on earth where I'm you're any kind really of celebrity. Famous. Like I am quite well known right. in the DJ world. And it's really heartening to get that like right. you say, you know, to get that feedback and people to know that people are enjoying what you're doing and they're yeah. getting value out of what you're doing. That is truly like humbling and amazing. Um, so that was cool. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> like, it's not really like something I'm used to. And I'm, so I've, I've taken a long time to develop my selfie pose that I've got now. I have to do a certain angle to like minimize the chin. Make <laughs> like sure you get my good side. Yeah, yeah, it has to be a certain angle. So like every, every selfie you see with me in it, right. I'm like, got this like angle going. Right. Right.
1: But <clears throat> look at you, you're a model. look Yeah. At you.
2: America's Next Top DJ Model. Um <laughs> smart yeah, us, fair enough. I didn't see any performances. Okay. I didn't see Trentino. You were I was really me? looking forward to seeing Trentino. Yeah, I've never man. seen him play live. Was so looking forward to that. Kid cut up. Had like a modular synth. He was bringing down. Was really looking forward to that. Big well, once. I've never seen him. I thought he was playing in My bad. I didn't see any performances, I don't think at all. (laughs) all. Not a single thing, which was really disappointing because there was so much talent in that space. And the thing with the Nam show, one of the things that kind of put into context for me was that in the grand scheme of things, in the music industry, DJing is nothing. (laughs) It is nothing. There was about 40 square feet of that show, which was DJ stuff. And the rest of it, you know, the 50,000 square feet was like ukuleles and, and guitar picks. <laughs> that, was just one, and all this, that was just one hall. Yeah, just the one hall. There was and like there a re- whole other a hall. A whole other hall oh of Other things. Like literally, DJing is such a small niche. Right. And I sometimes look at some of the channels who are, I, I won't say competition, some of the channels like I, like, who I'm totally cool with, like we hang out and stuff right. like digital DJ tips, DJ tech, and I'm like, why don't we all collectively have bigger subscriber numbers? Yeah, why, why do people doing like, Dirt jump, mountain biking videos get way more than we do, like um, orders of magnitude, bigger numbers. And it's actually yeah. because DJing is a pretty small niche in the world. Yeah. Small in the world of music and it's outside. You know, what we do is incredibly valuable and I never, you know, DJing is literally my life. That's, that was what I was born to do. But yeah, in the scheme of things, we're, it's good to have a bit of perspective. Yeah, where, You know, there's a lot more going on in music than just, DJ stuff which cuz that's my obsession I'm all about that all the time it's like actually no 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 you know, there's a lot more people playing drums than there DJs out
0: there. Yeah. I you think know, that's always so. important for us to humanize this podcast too because if we strictly just talked about DJ stuff like we would lose yeah. on a on a large amount of crowd that now can listen to us and say
2: oh they're just regular dudes right yeah. just hang yeah. out together so no, absolutely to so So, yeah, it was cool to be there. I mean, by the fourth day, I literally didn't know what day it was. Um, (laughs) Yesterday, I came back because I went, yesterday was Sunday, right? Correct. Monday we're recording. In America, yeah. I literally don't know. So, yeah, Sunday I went and and sort of just did the last few bits of footage, forgot to take a really important product away that I was supposed to take away. And then I also left my, like, camera slider. I've got this, like, powered slider thing, which is super dope. And I left it there in Anaheim. Where? Ended up back in LA. So uh, that was in Anaheim
1: uh, on yeah, someone's sp- booth. Okay.
2: Like I left it there. Uh, and then I had to get an Uber back from LA to Anaheim at like 11 p.m. last oh, hell night no. and yeah. pick up this thing at the, the guy's hotel and jump straight in the same Uber back to LA again that was a mission. Like that was, that's how bad it was. I forgot this really like quite expensive bit of kit. Right. <laughs> I just oh. left it there. So yeah, I, I was done with Nam by by like yesterday. <laughs> by <laughs> but yesterday. It, yeah, it was great to meet all the people, great to connect with people, I connected with people like Babu, which was mind-blowing to me. Like he comes over, he's like, hey Mojax, what's up? And i Babu knows who I am. My mind was a that emoji with the exploding brain. That right. was literally my head at that moment. And then today, I've been to the Beat Junkie School, yeah. which is incredible. Yep. What they're doing there for the culture is yeah. next level. Yeah, education. It's incredible. And like, so that's what this kind of trip is all about. And that's why I probably won't go to Nam every year now. I think I'll probably <laughs> give it a miss next year. But then the year after, I'll come back and right. just kind of reconnect with everybody. So it was. It's. If you're a DJ and you live in an accessible area to get to Nam, I absolutely suggest <laughs> that you do. Like if it's like an hour's drive or even right, like two right, hours right. drive or something. If you have to fly across the ocean to get there, I wouldn't bother. It's, it's too much. There's it, it, not enough there for you. But if, you, right. if you're close enough, you can get to it. The sense of community there, like the, the Stokio booth next to the Beach Junkies and Jetpack booth, and right. then you got the inner fader booth with twelve inch skins and infinity faders. All these kind of companies, just and the phase ones over there. It's all so close in this one little area that actually, yeah, there's just like it's kind of a little DJ space going down, and it was very cool. Like it was a, it was a great place to be.
0: You know, the, what one thing I noticed, and you, you can um, kind of reassure me on this or not, but it felt like if you didn't get a performance or a performer, you really missed the boat on on your the exposure that you could get. Because I saw a lot of videos also, you know, on Instagram, social media, and different things. Yeah. Because they wanted to capture those moments. Um, and a lot of places that I saw that were just kind of like ex- like showing the product. I-, I-, I get that the goal is more to sell the product yeah. than it is to to have it just show up on the in- on the gram, if you will. But uh, it just felt a little kind of like dead if you wouldn't have somebody involved
2: with, the- with whatever was going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there were many... Stands that didn't have people performing. I mean, yeah. You know, the majority did. And it, it is, it is part of that. People want to see the performances. You know, even if you're a guy who's coming from guitar center in Kansas to see what he's going to stock in his branch of guitar center, right. he's not that fussed about the performances. But when you've got people stood around w- watching, you know, like Rob Swift and people like that, that's, yeah. that's value for any brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it is really powerful to see that, you know, that equipment or just that stuff being used. It's, yeah, and, and you see some amazing stuff on like the Pioneer booth. I mean, it's funny because I've only ever been to European trade shows where the Pioneer booth, Pioneer DJ, sorry, Pioneer DJ booth, it's just straight up house music. You might have like one guy playing UK Garage or one guy playing drum and bass, but basically it's all house and techno the whole yeah. time. Mm. But over here, the Pioneer DJ booth loads of like more open format kind of vibes, yeah. three style yeah. kind of feels to it. And it's, yeah. it's interesting because those performances, they do book them, for the audience at the show they don't book them for the socials they book them for the people who are there and also yeah, right. they were expecting a lot of you know people with wider taste to be at the at the nam show and I think that mm. reflects well on the nam show that yeah it's not it's not just about one kind of music and one style so
1: I imagine just from a networking perspective it w- it would have been worth the trip for a lot of these guys that don't live in la and it's like I if, like I understand what you're saying about probably not worth making the long trip to see all the equipment but You know, out here in America, well, let me just specify, in in L.A., one of the biggest networking opportunities or just connecting with DJs used to be the scam Christmas party. Mm I didn't even realize it. I only think they had one this past Christmas, right?
0: You weren't invited.
1: No, but usually, usually <laughs> yeah. see, I, for damn sure, wasn't invited. I never am.
2: Yeah, it was the best but one ever. I'm totally joking.
1: No, but I didn't see anything. You no, know. I don't,
0: yeah, I, I think they did have something, but it wasn't like.
1: It well, wasn't blown. It, it wasn't, wasn't broadcast the same it, way. Easy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that it so, passed. So, yeah, so my point is, it's rare you get opportunities to, um, to network. network with other DJs, and the other only, not only, but the other big opportunities, like just going to Vegas and, you know, hopping around and, and or, connecting. There's usually a handful of DJs in Vegas that aren't DJing just or hanging out. DJ
3: City's so, doing a link up,
1: <laughs> or DJ right. yeah, now. Now DJ City's got the link ups, but still, I'm, I, I imagine you would, you would, it would be worth just going to meet all these different DJs that you look up to or that you are actually kind of cool with.
0: Yeah, there's like a melting pot, right? And there's not a uh, year round opportunities to be able to like connect with everyone, or if you will, you know, directly. Being able to go see the B Junkies, Rob yeah. Swift, um, Craze, A-Track, you know, shout out to Lazy Boy, uh, who just won three-style yeah. um, U.S., and then you got Miles Medina and J.S. Spinoza and all these guys, and you literally can go, it, there's so much talent, like, I don't think looked there's like many it. places you'd run it, huh? It looked like it. Like but it's crazy because like there was like moments and I'm not it's not to throw shade, right? But it's just because there's just so much going on. Like I remember like Ease jumping on at the face booth and then like it's just literally him just DJing and like like there was once like a huge crowd and then there's like no crowd and it depending on where it was just cuz there was so many different things going on. Yeah, it's, and in such a small amount of space literally
2: like you could you were yeah if it had been spread across the whole show floor it would not have been as valuable i don't know if that was a deliberate decision by the people who organized the show right. or if it was something where the, the people who booked the booths decided to put them all in a certain place yeah. but there was a lot of value in having all the dj stuff in this kind con- like the first two days i probably didn't leave that 50 square foot area yeah i was just there the whole time
1: how, was, how dope is it you know, though that you have all these dj's I'm assuming they're getting paid, but all these DJs getting paid to showcase—it's mm-hmm. kind of like kind of on a much smaller degree. It kind of reminds me of a festival with different stages. It, I think if Nam were to coordinate with the booths and say, "Look, you're gonna have a—I don't care who it is—you're gonna have your guy go on at six, then you're gonna get your guy at six thirty, so you so you can see it all." Like when when that well, be this sick. This is the thing. I kind of feel like
2: the actually what the the DJ. Related companies are trying to do is actually kind of against the spirit of NAMM because there are very strict rules about how loud you can play, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. music and so on. I saw a, I saw one booth; it was over in more in the lighting section. They were like, there was a sign in there on a, it said, "This booth has been shut down for repeated noise violations," and oh, then someone okay. had got a sharpie and put by our neighbours underneath. Like there was clearly some beef uh, gone on yeah. and there's two lighting stands to this day but one of them had been literally ejected from the show. Yeah. So I don't think now I'm even interested in, in having performances. Right. They'd rather you didn't. I Probably, think that's yeah. the impression. I don't know but that's the impression that I get yeah, is they're really sense. not down for that. Um, and I think if some of those booths like the, yeah, the Stokio booth had been in a different part of the show they might have had some issues because they were making quite a lot of noise pretty much the whole week. The whole so way. it's yeah I, I'm not sure again it's trade I don't like trade I love connecting with other DJs I love yeah. that opportunity that's why I love the DJ City Link Ups every single one I've been to around the world has been amazing I just don't like trade, trade shows. shows I don't like that environment yeah. very much I'd rather have a link up kind of environment that's, that yeah. makes me more comfortable but it's, it's all there for you know you're there for business that's what it's all about really. yeah and
3: so, I'll go ahead. sorry I was gonna uh, so out of the four the, the, all the four days that you were there I'm
2: sure you were there from start to finish how many products did you actually get to check out? Um, first day, I was kind of focused on the phase thing because mm-hmm. that was the thing that excited me the most. I mean, this is the thing I kind of sort of cheated this year because, I, well, this year, but you know, I I cheated because I was in Miami
3: yeah,
2: over the weekend prior to Nam. I went to Fort Lauderdale to get wined and dined by In Music, who have nice. been on DJ, Rain,
1: yeah.
2: Newmark, and all these other brands. And so myself and all these other YouTube creators um, all went and hung out in Fort Lauderdale. Um, yes. And luckily, they didn't make us go and explore the nightlife. They were like, "Yo, do what you want, just chill. I'm sure if we wanted to go party at Live or something, we could have done, but they were like, no, do what you want. And we were working like 16-hour days.
1: Sheesh.
2: Well, I was trying to get videos cut. Like Some yeah, of the guys, yeah. are more, they yeah. do it in a more time-efficient way than me, but I like all my <laughs> fancy B-roll, and that shit takes time. So, <laughs> yeah, I was up till like 2 a.m. editing every night. But, yeah, so I was there, and so I actually... The really big releases of the show, of the Nam show, I'd already locked off videos out the door before I even got to Nam.
3: Yeah, you yeah. know,
2: the Denon stuff, the new rain mixer. That nice. was the big news of the show. And that yeah. was I'd done it. So actually when it came to new stuff there, there was, yeah, the phase Serato thing, which we can get into maybe a bit later on in a bit more detail. There yeah. was the the new Pioneer Mixer. Um, which is very kind of house and techno orientated. Like personally, I think it's really dope. The six, like, channel, six channel, yeah, big rotary isolator, loads of ways of working with effects. It's a really exciting product. It's like thirty one hundred bucks, something like that, which is not completely two pairs of shoes in yeah, in the, yeah <laughs> in like one and a half pairs of shoes in here <laughs> a couple um, of so it's not not too bad but <laughs> yeah it's, it's not really for our audience necessarily right. but it's certainly something that i'll be very interested to check out later on unfortunately yeah. what something went wrong with i didn't get a unit beforehand to like do a preview video or anything so it, i haven't been able to cover it in detail but i definitely will because right. i think it's dope um but yeah the, the actual big stuff would. I'd already covered, already, you know, done and done and dusted, and yeah. So,
1: so wait, th- that you've already posted that one? Yeah,
2: all the, all yeah. that, all the rain stuff, all the I right. did like did it one and a half videos a day for like four days. Like so, just, so just let just me ask you out. this
1: though: When do you think it'll <clears> affect <throat> the search of those products that you did that you covered in Fort Lauderdale? Because if if people are going to say, "I want to see what happened at Nam," they're going to put in Nam and they're going to see those products the uh, reviewed as opposed to seeing what you already covered a week before. No, nah,
2: because that stuff was there as well. And like they did it well. So they had like craze come through yeah. and performing their you know, on the rain at the big junkies booth and in the rain place. And they had a track come through and perform in the rain place. Yeah. So I, my neck, my wrap up video is going to have on footage that I haven't put out yet of craze and a track rocking on that new rain mixer. Oh, so, oh, nice. you know, they know what they're doing. This in music company they're, they're, they are really good people. They really care. Like there's some guys who go back 30 years in the game, like this guy, Chris Roman, who's in charge of the rain project. Now they kind of, you know, bought out rain a few years ago. Um, they go back, they know what they're doing, but they're, they are good people and they care about the culture. Like they, they really do. Um, so it's, yeah, I think that momentum carries on because there's, there was nothing else to, like, blow it away. There was no big sudden reveal. I mean, it's, it's yeah. that's the game, though, in the PR game. Like, generally, when Pioneer DJ drops something massive, they'll drop it before a big trade show, like a gotcha. week before, to get all that hype out of the way. Yeah, right. And then it's like every, everything else at the show seems a bit like a, an afterthought, you know, yeah. not right. quite as exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, I stand to practice now. And they certainly did well by getting us all down there. They had content going out every day yeah. from like six different channels. Dope. And DJ Magazine and Resident Advisor and all you know, all of these different markets all getting hit in one hit. You know, you you can't, I mean, they did pay for it, obviously, because they paid to have us in Miami. But, you know, that's the kind of PR that, that that's what they were looking for. And, and that's what they got. And it deservedly so because the products are really good. But as always, I will hold off my judgment until I've actually played with that stuff. Well, my stuff is always a first look video. If I've only just played with it, it's a first look. I can't review something I've only spent an hour with.
1: Do you yeah. just have a no. bunch of equipment at your house. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure you've yeah. storage. <clears throat> what, you no, fli- no, you flipping all this shit? Like- <laughs> no,
2: there is this kind of myth that I I get to keep all the stuff, and I yeah. generally don't. Like most of it goes back after like ninety days. So,
1: so Pioneer will yeah. say, "Hey, we got this new product. We want you to do a, yeah. a review on it." Okay.
2: And i so generally, I'll do uh, if it's an important product, I'll do a first look. Then I'll keep it around for like a couple of months, really get to know it, take it out to gigs if I possibly can, like yeah. unless it's like a giant controller or something, I'll generally take it out Yeah. and then it'll go back.
0: Do you have any um, like a prized product? Like if there was like, I don't know, a mixer that you like kissed goodnight
2: every night. I really love, I have a Yuri 1620, the old rotary mixer from like the late 70s, early 80s, oh, the wow. big 19-inch Just knobs, nothing else. And that was quite big in like New York disco scene, that kind of stuff. And I have the the mid-90s reissue version of that, which is not quite as uh, valuable as the original. And I deeply love that, but I never use it. Because when I actually DJ, even if I'm playing house, I want a crossfader, I want an echo, I want, that's just how I yeah. play. But as an object, it's the most beautiful, like 70s aesthetic, <laughs> big, it looks like a tank, like it's just a beautiful thing. Man, so I wow. love that. And on the other hand, and this is like my little kind of secret piece the DJM 2000, Pioneer DJM 2000, mm. yeah. which everybody hates. It's so that one looks like a spaceship. It's yeah. got the screen in the middle. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Everyone hates that mixer because they don't know how to use it. Like no one's ever right. taught them how. Right. But right. when you're doing record box, you're playing on the CDJs, which is just with USB sticks, right. and it's all linked in together. Like that central screen, you can get a loop going off of one channel off one deck. Loop. It's fully synced up. You just loop it up, and then you can chop that loop up on the fly wow. to like do the snare, to do whatever you want. Record you chopping it up, and then send it to another channel and it's synced up with the one that's playing originally Holy so shit. basically you're running like three decks if you've got three decks going you're running four decks it is fire have you seen anybody that
1: body out? that live
2: yeah Eric Murillo oh, from Real mm, to Real. Like he, that was his mixer of choice for the longest time right, right. he murders that mixer every time like it's yeah that, that's my like little secret love is the DJM 2000 because no of those one likes it but I
1: <laughs> you have one of those at the yeah crib? I got that
2: one I, I bought <laughs> is that that. In the both of those I one? bought like that's the thing I didn't, I didn't get either of those hooked I bought both of those um, just because I used them and kind of fell in love with them, yeah, you know. But mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just want somebody to describe me like he just describes this his last <laughs> <Wow. two> product. <laughs> um,
3: after so, after after it's your weekend in office. in Fort Lauderdale, after your weekend at Nam, yeah, I know you didn't have uh, a lot of uh, time to really like experience these new products or whatever. But what is the number one product that you're looking forward to reviewing oh, that's and checking? We'll, we'll out? come
2: back to the phase, right? The phase thing, it's quite. Famously, my review of FaZe, it took me a long time to do. I got a set like the week before everyone got theirs because you know I did the pre-order thing, mm-hmm. right? Right. So everyone put and their money down. And everything. Right. Everyone was waiting. FaZe could not wait. They could not hold that thing off. They had to give people what they paid for because people had paid money for that. Yeah. yeah. And they dropped it and it turned up and it was hot garbage. <laughs> and it was like, this is dreadful. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't review this. Because basically if something... We curse on here, right? Sure, yeah. Sure. If something's like complete shit, I don't review it because I don't want to put that negative vibe out in the world. I'd rather yeah. just review good stuff. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So anything you see on my channel. So,
1: so, do you do you tell them like, hey, yeah, I, I just can't do. Yeah. I can't. I don't. And I'll like just it. send
2: it back or whatever. Like anything exactly. like that. And and yeah, because so there's there's not enough time for that. I'd rather just review stuff that's good. And so anything you see me reviewing, it's got some good positive stuff about it phase in that first moment when I plugged in I was like this no one should buy this this is shit <laughs> and, but the good thing you know I knew the people behind it I'd been to their office we did a first look on DJ City Yeah. But yeah. On, the, on the other hand I'm like if this is complete shit not only it, that makes me look bad because I kind of went and co-signed this right. when it was a prototype and, and yeah. now I'm going to have to say it's shit like, that just looks terrible and so <laughs> I was going back and forth with, with the guys in France and then they came with new firmware and it got a bit better. And then they came slowly with more firmware and it got a bit better. And so it took me like three months and I was testing it all the time, uh, gigging with it all the time, feeding back to them like mm. what was, what was working, what wasn't. I was trying beta versions of firmware and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it got to the point where I could review it and I could say, look, this is not for everybody. If you want something that works every time, like I keep saying this, the Anchorman, the Sex Panther thing, Sixty percent of the time, time works it works every, every time. time. <laughs> right? And that was phase. forever. <laughs> that was it. At that point, it was still at that stage where literally forty percent of the time you could not trust it. Yeah, and mm. the batteries would do weird stuff, and and it would just wouldn't work properly. And it kept going into internal mode in Serato, and it was just a problem. But when it worked, it was like witchcraft. Yeah,
1: it was like
2: <laughs> the hotness, like just like magic. And it, and it to be honest, because. Again, we might come around to this, but I, the last few years, I've gone two ways with technology. I've either been playing off a USB stick, an SD card, mm-hmm. no laptop, or 45s. Like, that's my two things I've been doing for the yeah. last few okay. years. 2019, as soon as FaZe turned up to me in like, I don't know, March or whenever it was, I played on Serato and Turntables the whole year. Mm-hmm. Like literally, New Year's Eve was my last gig, Turntables and Serato with FaZe. Yeah. Because it got me back on that whole Serato thing. Like this is why. So this development is, Phase are now in partnership with Serato, and it's going to be basically like the Rain 12s. It's going to be internal mode, so you don't use the DVS control signal. It's going to be reading Phase as if it's a MIDI controller, Mm. and so it should, in theory, make everything super tight, lower the latency down. Hopefully, it will help with the drift because there's a bit of cue point drift with it as well. Hopefully, that's going to improve, and they're going to be able to do other cool stuff like maybe. I don't know, like send the color of your current cue point to the face. So the oh. on top is there, this kind of stuff, that's where the potential starts. And I've been publicly and privately saying to Serato, please like work with these guys, make this happen. Yeah. Because if it's got me using Serato again all year after not really using it very much at all, right? then that's got to be good for Serato. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and I'm, I don't know the numbers, but my guess is like, 80% of people who use phase are Serato users. Mm. So it just and I'm sure. sure they could do the same kind of thing with Record Box and Tractor later on. Sure. But for me, it's it's gonna help keep people on Serato, help new people come to Serato. Because yeah, when it does work, it is magic. So if it can work ninety-five percent of the time, I'm totally good. All the time. <laughs> yeah, you know. But what what came out of my review was I was I was not negative. I was still, I was hopeful for it. I was like, look, I know these guys are going to get it better. They're going to make it work. Yeah. And But it was still like, yeah, if you don't want to mess with stuff and be like a tester, don't buy it right now. Right. And Faze shared that. They cross posted that. They put it on all their socials. Yeah, respect that. And yeah. you got to respect that. Like yeah. they was, they were basically saying, yeah, we know. Hands right. up. Like Mojax is not talking shit. Like it, this is, we agree. And we feel like that too. And they got a lot of respect for reposting that. Mm-hmm. A lot of and deservedly so because not yeah. a lot of companies would have would no. have done so and then, so yeah I think that's that's put them in good stead and I I just I really hope it comes off and and becomes the stable product that it should because as I say when it works yeah it's like
3: so let part? me so let me ask you is it just a new so let's say I have the the phases now yeah are they just releasing <clears throat> a new firmware that yep. allows everybody it, just, gets so, it for so free. it's not like a new whole no, no. Thing you got thing you again
2: though no, if they'd done that if they'd have made you buy a new one to use this update yeah. I would have ended them. (laughs) You done. Like, you out. You don't change your jersey numbers. Yeah. I I actually said that in my review as well. I said, look, if they don't fix this hardware right now, then they are done in the industry because no one would ever trust them again. Right. Absolutely. And so they had to do it. And they've done it. They've done it. it. Well, it hasn't come out yet. It will. But, you know, they're sticking to that. They're keeping that original hardware going. If you bought it, if you pre ordered it a year before it came out, you get the update. If You buy it tomorrow, you get the update. like, oh, you get the update, you get the up- everyone gets the update. <laughs> when, are they, when they're looking to release the new update, it could take a while. They're, okay. they're pretty slow, yeah. But I'd rather they were rather slow take their time right. Yeah. right? yeah, and work with Serato closely. And Serato are not always the quickest to release things either. So, as I say, it right now for me, I use it loads, it works great
3: mm-hmm.
2: nearly all the time. Now, the, the last update before Christmas was a big improvement, so yeah. In general it's got a lot better and I'm just yeah, I'm I'm hopeful by the middle of this year we'll have this Serato integration in there and it's gonna be super tight and it's just gonna yeah. It'll and the it.
0: big difference now is uh
2: you're getting yeah. rid of the RCA cable. Yeah. yeah, no cables. cables. No, no cables USB straight into your computer. Yeah. That's it. Beautiful.
0: And yeah. the only thing you're kind of noticing uh you're saying is the drifting? Well
2: there's always drift. I okay. I think it might I don't know. It might just be the nature of the technology that you'll always get a little bit of cue point drift. Mm-hmm. It might be. It might be that it's fixable with Serato. I don't know. Yeah. But my suspicion is the way that it works, it's never going to be 100% yeah. locked in there. So I think maybe for like beat juggling and stuff like that, yeah. which yeah. It may never be the dream. But for club sets, I mean, already for me, for club sets, it's the jam because you don't have to worry about bad connections in the tone arm. You don't yep. have to worry about bad right. RCAs. Right. You know, the only thing you worry about does the, does the motor spin? Is the pitch control good? that's it that's all you need to worry about right now this minute so that makes a big difference especially in the UK where we are 90% 95% CDJs everywhere there's no turntables in British clubs none so if you're getting turntables you're pulling them out of a closet all dusty like (laughs) like Like, and you hope those things work and you've got like three feet most of the time, so you've got like wedging like stuff underneath the <laughs> other foot to just make it level and stuff. Right. that's the state of turntables in the UK because we just don't have them anymore. Man. And when you put them in the booth, the booth is designed for CDJ, so it's like flexing like this. Right. So they, you know, yeah, I, for me as someone who loves to use turntables, still, yeah, it's a really nice. Me and Orel had a funny convo actually before Avenue, and he he actually gave me <laughs> the,
0: the option because I it's funny I seen the video. Of Avenue Friday night, and they were on. I saw turntables set up. Uh, shout out to Devin Lucian, I think, who was playing, and he was like, "Yo, do you want to play on turntables? Or do you want to play on CDJs?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't have my stuff on me because I'm so naturally used to CDJs now." But I'm like, "Man, I would love to just play on some turntables." Mm-hmm. But I'm like, "Nah, it's easier to just be on the CDJs." It's I mean, just, yeah, man. I mean, because because of, because of it, <laughs> it, it
3: was just easier. And I mean, I, I've gotten lucky. I, the night, the gig that I did on Friday, they usually have CDJs on. Sound guy texted me before my gig, and he's like, listen. I got turntables for you in an S nine. I said, yeah. "Oh shit!" When <laughs> I use the phases, we use the phases. Me and the other DJ used the phases, and they work flawlessly yeah. all night. Nice. Um, they were great because that that and it helps when you do spots like that because of the yeah. sub making the vibration with the needles yeah. and shit. It oh, yeah. just doesn't blend well. But yeah. when you got those phases, man, they're crisp.
1: Yeah. And the confetti.
3: Well, <laughs> well, and ultimately, my yeah, my the reason too. my reason for yeah.
0: not doing uh, turntables was. I'm going to have some girls in the DJ booth yeah. like. <laughs> and, then, and, their, and their fog machine I is heavy that. so oh, I, their fog machine
3: what? is heavy in that booth oh, so yeah, I, that, that definitely would have affected the needles <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah they, <you> know,
2: priorities <laughs> priorities you know so, I'm thinking uh, were, about the sound man
1: were there any um, MIDI controllers that jumped out or
2: No. Nah, there, was, there wasn't much new really, really? I, I think it, like Reloop had nothing new
1: hmm. wow. nothing
2: at all new they had loads of stuff but nothing new um was was, Faze, surf, The phase
1: booth, the most was it packed. off phase
2: booth was popping the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 because they actually had a, a a really early version of that that you could try. Yeah, the new firmware. Like it's, it's totally. How many setups really did they have? They had like two setups that you could try oh, okay. with that. Yeah, to while somebody was. That on. was really yeah. good. So that was dope. But yeah, there, there was nothing. You know, pioneer pioneer just had the mixer. That yeah. was all they had. What about um, Denon? Denon, it was all about Denon DJ, which we'd already seen. And they had the little Prime Go, which is like the coolest little thing. It's It's the controller with the screen. Yeah, it's like a little rectangular thing. And it literally, it has two very small Small jog wheels, like kind of tiny. You're not going to be cutting on this thing. But it's got all the power of like the big Prime 4. It's got like the same CPU and stuff in it.
3: It's like battery powered too, yeah, right? Yeah, and
2: it's battery powered. It runs yeah. for like four and a half hours on battery. Yeah, And we had it in for all there around the pool. Like everyone just kind of sitting there. There's some wireless stuff going on to the speakers and we were literally just playing tracks from Tidal, just streaming. So no one needed yeah. a USB stick. And we were all just jamming out on it.
1: And that's out. on the Denon? That's yeah. The Denon so can, can you... Because uh, <clears throat> DJ Beach Source is, gonna, is linked up with that, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah that's going to be in... All of that Denon DJ stuff, we're yeah. going to have the Beat Source streaming and, service in there, and Beatport Link as well is going to be in there, so you have the choice,
1: right? And then yeah. I think that's where some people are—I don't know—confused or or um, just curious to know where else does Beat Source come into play other than you know, t- replacing DJ City? But Beat Source—you you can stream music from Beat Source on the Denon, yeah, uh, yeah. mixer,
2: and I'm sure on other platforms in the future. Right. right, yeah, but you know, absolutely. right now announced is Denon, Denon DJ, and yeah, it's there will be a point in the next three to five years where most DJs will walk into the club and they'll log into the players, and you'll have maybe your personal cloud with your own edits and stuff in there, mm-hmm. and you'll have your BeatSource account, maybe your BeatPort one as well. If you play some house, and that's it, yeah, right, and you'll literally carry your headphones in the club and you'll log in. To the cloud, and that will be you, on the players. No laptops, no you're The future of DJing
0: that is
3: right.
2: within three to five years. That's Wow! Be,
0: and Beatsource just announced you know, that link, and right. everything else is going on. So definitely go check them out.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it's there right now. Like you can do it on the on the Denon players right now. You can do Title that works, and right. and for some reasons like Tidal's kind of better than Spotify for DJing mm-hmm. because you can get a better quality, quality version from Title, right? Um, and I find there's less of It's a bit less on title, but that's kind of good. I mean, the beauty of what we're planning to do with BeatSource is curation. You know, you don't need 47 million tracks. You need 5 million good tracks. You know, like that, you don't need all these karaoke versions of Justin Bieber and stuff. Like that stuff is not going to help you as a DJ. (laughs) That shit works. You
3: know,
2: it's it's those dodgy like cover versions and stuff. You don't need all that, right? You need curation. You need to be able to get the hits. like what DJ City is. You need to be able to get the hits, yeah. the bangers, the stuff that's popping off right now. But like yeah. you need to go to that Afro beats playlist and know that that is the Afro beats that is popping right now. I can yeah. play that playlist and anything good. from that crate, and I'm good. And so you can literally do that with title right now. You can pop in, you know, just play on the denos You need Wi Fi or you know wired networking in mm. the club to do it, and that's why it's, I say three to five years because. You need that infrastructure yeah, you have to trust around the it. Club's yeah, Wi-Fi. we might need 5G phones. We might, you know, who, we'll see how it goes. But that will get to the... You know, right now, you know, kids growing up, all they know is streaming Netflix, mm-hmm. Hulu. You know, um, Spotify. That's what Apple my kids music, think music yeah. comes from. Spotify, like that's on an iPad. That's well, literally right. where music comes from for them.
1: What if you have so, your own custom edits? I think a lot of the DJs are becoming more hip to making. Well, that's why their I, I say
2: I. My belief is that you will always need your personal cloud as well. Yeah. And I think a smart thing to do would be for one of these gear manufacturers to make, when you buy the device, you get a, a, a gigabyte of sure. 10 gigabytes of, of personal cloud as well. Yeah, Because yeah, that, I mean, that's one of the things with being a, a DJ. It's not just about buying records and how ha- you yeah, building that collection of stuff that everyone else has. It's about those ex- exclusives. It's about your dub plates and stuff like that. You know, I'm, kind of really into that kind of culture of like dub plates and stuff. I'm really I want more dub plates. Anyone's got dubs, please hook me up. Uh um, connections. Yeah I'm doing this yeah I'll do the shout-out thing now. Yeah. yeah. Dub plate people, I need dubs. Um <laughs> I just love having the you know dope exclusive tracks. And right. so that's yeah, that's always going to be the case. You know, you're not going to be as defined by your collection of, oh I've got all these Pop hits because everyone's yeah. got access to those on the streaming, but yep. where's those custom edits, your own stuff, the stuff that your buddies have done for you. That's, you'll still need access to that. course. Yeah, so I think that there will be a personal cloud thing in there as well, but as for yep. the catalog, why would you need it when you can just yeah. log in and stream it? Yeah. There, and you have your own playlist, you know, you create, you still curate your own stuff in Spotify. I've got however many playlists that I've built up of my own right now. And so, yeah, you're still going to have that. Whatever service you use, so
0: are you familiar with um, OnlyFans? I've heard the name. Is it
1: What's fans that? only or OnlyFans? It's OnlyFans. Oh. I've heard it. What's that?
0: So, <clears throat> I mean, currently it's being used for terrible, well, whatever. It, it's a service and people need it, right? So, girls will charge
2: for exclusive content. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, no, I've I've seen it like on Twitter, and right, stuff. for like yeah,
0: exclusive yeah. content yeah. for uh, you know, for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? We we could be headed to a, where superstar DJs are going to offer their exclusive playlists, and they can charge for that access on a monthly basis that they can stream from. Charge who sure. exactly? Other DJs or
3: yeah. just uh, listeners in general?
0: I'd pay nine ninety nine for Mojax's picks
2: of or edits. No, you wouldn't because those ten bucks are soon going to start to add up. Each different DJ that you follow each time. But no, in theory, yeah, absolutely. All right, ninety-nine. Well, who's to
1: say they can't share with? If I, if I have, well, yeah, I, I can share with real.
0: Yeah, if you make a playlist, I'm for sure hitting you up and being like, "Hey, um, drop that in my
1: cloud." Yeah, yeah. but then, yeah, it, it. I mean, it will be tough because, like, like Joe Miles just released a bunch of his personal edits, and one of his tweets was, "Now I got to go back in the lab and make more personal edits for myself because you guys have Everything all my personal yeah. shit." So. I, you know, what, what DJ is going to, what, you know, top tier DJ is going to say, here are all my custom edits, you well, know, which like, separates me from yeah. you guys, but, but I'm going to make a little extra money on the side. I think so like as a fashion
0: team. designer, like to compare it, they can rock samples and they can rock things that aren't released. So as a producer or editor, you can make all these edits, play them out. And then after they ran their course for like a month, for two months right now mm-hmm. you drop those to the public yeah. and here's access to my exclusive content mm-hmm. and then your next wave it just follows through right because music yeah. in general already unless it's timeless edits like they're not gonna you know you're, they might not live in your set forever
2: but yeah. that's band camp so that already exists right you can already do subscriptions to people on Bandcamp. Right. DJ Woody the, the British Turntable this guy he, he has a subscription thing you get all this new stuff each time it comes out And that's a great way of connecting directly with the artist and giving them money directly without going through any other intermediary. So that already... And and actually, you can stream your stuff on the Bandcamp app. You don't even need to download it. So that kind of exists right now. And so therefore, to see that growing, I can completely imagine it because... Cool. I love Bandcamp. If I'm buying music, I'll always try and buy it there yeah, because so much more of your money goes straight to the artist or to yeah. the label. Mm. You know, that is definitely the best way and you can choose the quality you want and, and everything else. Yeah. And yeah, I, I really like Bandcamp as a way of, you know, giving back to creators. I think it's really important.
1: I, I think this, it's funny that you say this because and, and it's actually a really fun conversation. It goes back to the question we proposed, whose crates would you, if you can pick a DJ's crates, yeah, uh, to hijack like who's would it be? I, I'd also like to I, I actually thought about that, and I'd like to add day fog to that list. Oh that's a great one right forgot uh, about right or I forgot about Papa fog right Papa fog. come Damn. on he's he's breaking shit before you even hear it oh my God right um and and I'm um, just listening to Kaz play uh, at Wood Tavern, like I'll take Kaz's shit to Kaz got that's a huge and uh, and he was putting me on to some new shit, uh Cubaton, mm-hmm. a combination of reggaeton and cumin music. And wow. plus you know you obviously you know about the Dumbo, Dembo? Dembo, right? The dembo, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dembo, yeah. So I mean that's that's old to them, but he's like, dude, this Kuba Tone shit is about to take over. Yeah. Um it's so yeah, those two guys, in. for sure.
2: Yeah. I like how all music today is basically Dembo. Like 90% of, of what's popular right now, apart from trap, is just Dembo. Yeah. And yeah. I'm down with that because that's like my kind of BPM. It's like <laughs> my kind of vibe. Like we're back up yeah. to that like ninety to hundred and ten. That's my sweet spot. That's I can't sweet. get down with that 65 business. You, you know what? <laughs> this
1: naturally wants to take me into where music's going but I want to save, really save that conversation for part two. Okay. Is there, is there, get into it. Is there no, 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 let's save it for part two because we're going to separate them. Um, is there anything else to, to the talk about with Nam? Anything else you like? to? Uh... No, I mean the rain, you know,
2: probably to, valid for the DJs who are watching this, right, is, is the rain 70 is definitely, for my mind, it's, it's a big step forward because the 72 with the screen and stuff in the middle yeah. I think my impression is that the guys behind Rain they took over Rain they wanted to come out all guns blazing like sure. fully Yeah. and they threw everything at the 72 and I think for your average DJ it's too much it's just it's over the top like, it's kind of like when they
3: release Tractor
2: yeah it's you, you can't like I, I DJ fully sober all the time I can't drink and DJ for whatever reason I just yeah. freak out when I do um, you know, and, and most of the DJs I know, all my buddies, they all have a beer or two when they DJ, and that's totally cool. But I, I'm completely sober, and there are times when I'm confused by that 72. I have no idea what's going on. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm layering up three effects here by mistake. I don't know how I'm doing it. How do I turn it off? Like, it's just a complex piece of machinery. It's too much for most DJs The 70 is way more in line with like a S9. Okay, but okay. with the stuff that you didn't like about the S9 like the fact you can't use two separate pad modes on the S9 on each deck
0: gotcha like God, with the yeah. 70
2: you can choose different pad modes on each side yep. and it, it's just those little things it's it's for me to be honest like the two channel mixer I take out at the moment still I have the 72 and the S9 and the S9 is the one that comes out with me Sure. because even though the phono preamps are nowhere near as good as the rain like the, the 72 is just too much mm-hmm. and so I, I think the 70 will I'm, I'm sure they'll take back the 72. I'll have a 70 instead, and that'll be the one I start taking out to gigs. Because- let,
1: me, let me ask you this real quick. I heard Zach say, Four Color Zach saying the um, I think the Pioneer 900 mixer mm-hmm. sounds better than the S9. Yeah. Have you? Is, yeah. Do you feel the same the way about Nexus that too? 900 Nexus 2. 900 yeah. Nexus. Yeah. Because it gotcha. came later.
2: Yeah. And that's the one thing with Pioneer you can you can always rely on is that their quality. Improves over time. Like technology, yeah. we're in the digital world now. All these mixers we're talking about are basically just digital things. They're not, right. they're not analog in the way they used to be. And yeah, their technology has got better. The gotcha. analog to digital conversion in the nine hundred Nexus two is better. The phono preamps are better. It's just overall, it's a better mixer. But there's something about that S nine that's really easy to use. If you're drunk or lazy, yeah. you can definitely work at S nine. So it's easy. not anyone can work at S nine. Right. You know, including myself quite happily. So I think that, you know, even the 900 Nexus 2, like I'm, I've been going around with Latin Prince, shout out Latin Prince. Like he's like hates the 900 mixers. He can't stand them because all that stuff's in weird places and there's no cue points and all that kind of stuff. He hates those. But for me, I grew up on those four channel pioneers. Yeah. Right. Like the first residency I had, we had some really dodgy old rack mount mixer for the first six months when I started. But then around about like 99, we got a DJM 500. And that thing was like a spaceship. Mm, yeah. So it was like, uh, And everyone yeah. had that flanger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The flanger effect. Yeah. It just got used a million times yeah. a night. Yeah. Everyone on the flanger. But th- that feels the same as a 900 Nexus 2.
0: Right.
2: When you look at it, four channels, the crossfader's yeah. in the same place. The effects are in the same place. Right. They've added some stuff. They've taken some stuff away. But right. fundamentally... I've been using that same mixer for twenty years. Wow. Yeah. have um, gone through all those generations of it. And so there's a lot to be said for those the big four channel pioneers and getting getting to getting used to them and get to know them because they are the club the club standard worldwide. Like if you find a S nine in the club, you're like happy. Yeah. Sure. Oh, I've got an S nine. That's dope. But like that the club standard is the nine hundred. Do you think it would yeah. be more common got-
0: if the sound car was better on the S nine that you would see it more often? I feel like Cause I remember we were in um, in Arizona and they like daisy chained the S nine mm. to the nine hundred. Yeah.
1: Oh, that was a process
2: to to just get it. You know, to make it sound. The problem better. with the S nine is if you if you're not using Serato or it does work with record box DVS as well. But if you're not using Serato, that's a lot of wasted mixer. You're paying True. for buttons you're never going to use. You're paying for pads you're never going to use. Right. Yeah. Whereas the nine hundred Nexus two, you have got four channels. You have got a better. It's not necessarily a better mic situation, but it's a more accessible and kind of detailed mic section. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. You know, the, the S9 is always going to be like seen as a battle mixer. It's not a club install mixer. Yeah, because It wasn't yeah. really designed to be a club install mixer. They, right. they have a mixer for that. It's the 900 Nexus too. So, yeah, I think it's funny because the phono preamps in the S9 are really not very good. And I play right. with a lot of 45 heads. They all use S9, even though the phono preamps mm. are kind of bad and it makes their record sound kind of bad. Yeah. But it's so nice to use it. Right. With turntables, it just sits right there and it's real comfortable. Yeah, but yeah, so that's why I think the yeah, the seventy will be, in many respects, a superior one. And the S nine is old; it's like three years old. Yeah, yeah. maybe I just like even the longer. On the rains, better.
0: Yeah, yeah. Although well, I've come to really like enjoy the nine hundred. Yeah, absolutely. Like, but like you said, it's old because
2: you're used to it now.
0: Yeah, you're accustomed to it. And I finally had an SP one. Jesus.
2: Yeah, I mean that's the thing when you're using those the big four channels, you do need to bring an SP one or a new XP two or something like that. Yeah. Unless you want to be riding those keyboard shortcuts all night, which that's a bit old school right now. Like right. I used to do that back. Then. I, I still have the keyboard shortcut thing. Yeah. Like, right. The cover on the yeah. keys. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> really. it's like yeah, I, and but most of them muscle memory by now. Like right. edit the edit the grid. It's like control V. Yeah. I don't even know. But I could do it it's my a little tougher on that new laptop too because it's yeah, like, oh, the man. keys are like it
3: does, the flat one. I'm yeah. struggling when I'm using
2: that. I'm like, man, it's just press them all. Well, I'm Windows now, so you know, ah, uh.
1: why? It. Let's talk about that. Ooh. Why, yeah, no, that's that's strikingly um uh, interesting.
2: Well, basically, it's German company Schenker who make
1: they through your bag audio. <laughs> 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 that's
2: not how it works. <laughs> They, they make a lot of gaming laptops and that kind of vibe, like that kind of stuff. And they also have this audio kind of division. They make audio laptops. And there's this guy, RK, who's, he's like a mad technology DJ. Like he runs, he does VR things and like hooks up Ableton to 17 different things with Pro Tools and all. It does live visuals and madness, right? Just fully tech guy. And he he's working with this company. He's like, let me send you a Windows, this Windows machine, see what you think. And at the time this is going back a year now, I was rocking my 2011 MacBook Pro. Okay. 2011, that's an old Mm, laptop. It doesn't even have USB 3.0 ports, let alone the new ports, right? It's old as hell. Uh, But it still works. Right. Because that's one thing you say for Macs. They last a long time, no doubt about it. But I'm looking at the new range of of MacBook Pros and like the 2018, the 2019, 2017, all of those since the 2015 MacBook Pro, that was like the peak. And then they had that garbage new keyboard that flat keyboard yeah, yeah. which dies if you like get one crumb within about 20 feet of it it's dead it's done shut it just down just, keyboard finished just a... take your take your take your laptop to the Mac store and get a whole new top case because you've got one crumb 20 foot from your Z key bun that seriously so oh, so you know, I'm, I've always been an Apple guy like it's always been me like, yeah. I love it but those keyboards would Just dreadful. They had to extend the warranty on them and all that. They had to do all that. And so I was not looking to drop upwards of 2,000 bucks on a machine, which is pretty much guaranteed to die at some point pretty soon. That's not a good look. And I don't really want to spend 2,000 bucks on a laptop to take to the club that's going to get like beer thrown at it and just, you know, not like get drinks thrown at me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, like, it's in we'll a, play better music. We won't have this yeah. problem. It's in a pretty bad environment <laughs> for a laptop. It's not in the best place, right? Okay. And I'm, and that's a lot of money. Like, yeah, you can get insurance or whatever, but that's it's a lot of money to drop for a DJ laptop. Are and your laptop, laptops insured? Uh, Sorry, could you No, write? no, no. no? no? no.
3: Richard's insurance.
2: Out of it. All right. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just curious. It's, it's, Maybe we need to bring awareness. It's a
1: risky You're place a to man. keep a
2: laptop, right? So, yeah. Like I, I didn't want to spend that kind of money on it and it was just like, okay, this is a perfect time. So now is the time I'll try this Windows machine. And I really hate Windows. Yeah. Like my last time using Windows properly was like Windows XP days, a like, long yeah. time ago. Yeah. That's good old days. And, and it, I still hate Windows. Can't sure. lie. Like it's it's ugly as sin. <laughs> like you want to slap the ugly out of it. <laughs> what else nasty. do you not like
1: about Windows? It's
2: it's <laughs> clunky. Like Expand. it's got all this like extra stuff on the top to make it look nice. But as soon as you go, like, right-click three times, you right-click three times into a menu, and suddenly you're back in Windows XP again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like, this is not working. But here's the crucial factor. Once you've got Serato open full screen, you can't tell the difference. You cannot. Like, it just, it's your Serato box. You know, and I've always been very stringent on having a DJ laptop. I do not think you should be, like, keeping your family photos on your DJ laptop. I don't think you should be running a business from your DJ laptop. Your DJ laptop should be your DJ laptop. You shouldn't have only fans on your DJ laptop. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't be rocking your social media business on there. Keep that to yourself. So, yeah. And I. so for me, once that went, and it's, you know, it's like 1,500 euros, so maybe, what, 1,700 bucks, something like that. It's got one super fast SSD, like 256, then it's got a, a terabyte SSD. I can replace that. I can upgrade the RAM. Like you can't do any Pick of that with a the new, new recent Mac. You yeah. cannot yeah. get into it at all. And so I, I used, I've used. i used it for pretty much a year and I'm totally happy with it. But here's the, the kicker now is I have a 2019 16-inch MacBook Pro, yeah, which I got for video editing on the road. Because that machine, the Windows machine has got like internal, you know, the standard built-in graphics it can't handle video it's not designed for this literally it's in the name it's called the audio edition slim or whatever like it's not a video machine so i've got this 2019 beautiful 16 inch MacBook pro it's lovely i would never buy it for dj no i no way i'll, I'll be windows for dj now that's it i'm on there. Mm. like this new mac works beautifully for dj yeah but it's the base model's 2400 bucks with a yeah. 500 gig drive in it and obviously with streaming, maybe we're not gonna need as much storage, you know, that's gonna go down. But yeah. still, it's mad money for this laptop. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And it, it's great for video editing. But for DJing, you don't need it. Serato one run, runs great on this Windows machine that's about half the price. Yeah. And it's like I can't. So I'm just I'm gonna to stick to Windows for, for DJing. I really yeah. am. Like latency's there, like it's pretty much on on point with the Macs. Like Macs have always had really good audio. I yeah. like the audio drivers the core cool audio stuff has always been really good but I've not had any issues with drivers I've had no, not a single crash in a whole year and as I say I've used a laptop and Serato more this year than I have in the last three years probably combined Yeah, and this laptop has been 100% stable for me you know the graphics in Windows are ugly like it doesn't scale very well and all that kind of stuff but again once you've got once you've got Serato open or box open who cares like full screen you don't notice the difference so yeah I I was honestly like pretty surprised about that the problem is though with Windows I can't unlike with a Mac I can't say this is the laptop you should buy because that's a German company I don't think they're that hard that that easy to get hold of in the US so which laptop which PC Windows machine do I recommend for US buyers I don't know because I haven't tried any of the 765 million (laughs) Windows laptops that are available at Best Buy right now so that's where it becomes tricky and I I need to review more like I need to get some really mainstream ones like Dell and HP and stuff like that and test them out because there have been issues with Windows in the past like I think traditionally Serato's performed better on Mac than it has on Windows I think not been a Windows user before but that's the impression I've got so I'm still testing I'm still trying to figure out this landscape like maybe the maybe the Microsoft laptops you know they've got those Surface laptops maybe that's the next thing to test because you can get them worldwide right if I the, sur- can or the surface,
1: are, the small ones are like the, the uh, No, they do
2: like a one that's called the surface. The laptop. It's thin, right? It's thin. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just a nice laptop, basically made by Microsoft. So maybe, I'm
1: thinking of weight too. Like yeah. you have to factor in what, what what you got. You know, you're carrying around how yeah. much. Yeah, I mean the I'm
2: 16 sure. inch one is really great, but it's yeah, it's big and it's heavy. Right.
1: Um,
2: right. And it, it don't. It is a lovely machine. The scr- the Retina screens are beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's got a proper keyboard again. They've got gone back to the old design of keyboard on this latest model. So mm. I figure they'll probably redesign the whole range next year and have the old keyboard back again which is great but and yeah I'm living that dongle life now with that one as well so everything's got to have a dongle or a USB-C cable yeah. or yeah. whatever and yeah you can get good cables but it's just another thing to think about like this yeah. Windows machine has got two regular USB ports on it oh. as well as a USB-C so I can just rock up any old cable boom in it goes <laughs> so yeah I, I know, if you'd have asked me in 2018 would I be saying that at the end of 2019, I, I would not have thought no so chance. in a million years, but yeah. I'm, I'm really happy with it. So, yeah, Windows. Well, all about perspective, huh? Don't be scared of Windows. It's, it might <laughs> yeah. be the time.
0: All right. Well, yeah. that does it for uh, part one.
1: Part one of this. Um, part two, we're going to get into a little bit more of uh, uh, what Mojax does. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into a little bit of his <laughs> history, how yeah. he came about with DJ City, and we're going to get into some UK music as well, because... We over here think it's well. Us three think it's really cool, but um, I don't know if
2: I uh, didn't know what you were going to say. That I thought you were going to say something.
1: We think it's shit. Really shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I I think um UK. I don't know if I don't know if UK gets the respect it deserves in America. Um, but I, we I love to get into it. We love to get into it. So yeah, that wraps it up for um, episode thirty.
2: Yeah. Peace. Yeah.